Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. It's your friendly podcast. God, every time I say podcast... Much like the Beauty and the Beast rose, just tufts of hair fall out every week. More and more tufts. Tufts University. I'm a real grad. It's Michelle Collins. It is me, Dan Acton. I think a truck might be backing up somewhere in Brooklyn because I'm, I'm getting shades of that. Um, well, it's, it's just me. It's me backing into this conversation. Uh, welcome to the show. It's Midnight Snack. I'm happy to be here. It's already nighttime where we are. It's really like a, now we're really doing a nighttime show. We've got a great show for you. Um, the very adorable and handsome and funny Nat Wolf is with us. Uh, he's so cute. He's like my newborn son, but also like a hot 
grown man. Like he's like he's like a little he's got like sweet baby little energy. You know what I mean? But like I'm also like, oh, he's so funny and cute. So that'll be fun for all of you to cringe listening to me talk to him. Uh, but right now I'm joined by my friend uh, Dan Acton, who I actually, Dan, I was thinking about it. I haven't talked to you in a minute. Yeah. And it's like, I know I, it's like, I just thought I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to just save my chats with Dan for the pod because you're one of my <laughs> closest friends. How are you? I'm good. I, I owe you a phone call because I was going to text you. And then uh, once I got into the city and the subway was so bad that uh-huh. I was in a really bad mood and i was just i'm glad you didn't not yeah i'm not gonna like yeah i've been in can i be honest it's funny you say bad mood because i've been in just like a funk for like the past three days and i actually texted my friend yesterday like is this just seasonal like is is i'm having because now that i'm in england and it's been just freezing and raining every day and like i haven't been sleeping well and so all of these things i felt i did not leave the room today i am going out tonight for dinner but it's almost six o'clock and i've not i'm in my kirkland signature sweatshirt like i did shower so that's by the way yeah you know i love this they're like sold out all over the world um Mm. i don't know i just i'm like in a funk but i feel like i'm not going to be in one for this show because that's not why people tune in and actually i'm hoping (laughs) that this conversation perks me up a little bit because i still have to put my makeup on and you know, I, I, you know how I know I'm in a funk? Like I've been shopping a lot. Like I, a lot, every day I'm buying shit online. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> okay. No, that. And, oh, you're online, online shopping. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's depressing. Uh, I'm gonna cheer you up. You're, you are good at cheering <laughs> me up. I start to cry. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really, you really are good at cheering <laughs> me up. Can I just say something like off the record? Yeah. Like I feel like I look like Shrek a little bit. I need you to look at my head shape right now. This is like. And can I tell you something else? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Actually, I know what I want to talk about. I went to TK Maxx because, you know, the water here is so dry. And what ends up happening Uh every time I'm in England is like my skin will look unbelievable for like two weeks where every pore Mm. seals shut. My pores go on strike. All the tubes go on strike. Everything's on strike. (laughs) And I'll be like, holy shit, like this is the secret to me looking phenom is the British water. And then two weeks later, all my cystic acne, I have like all this deep shit. It's like it... It backfires every time. But then my hair gets unbelievably dry here. Like troll doll, you know, Justin Timberlake single. (laughs) So I went to TK Maxx because I thought, oh, I'll buy some like fancy shampoo and conditioner, but I don't want to spend like 40 bucks per bottle, you know. And I literally bought mane and tail for horses, like shampoo. (laughs) Do you want to see it? Like, that's what I used today. <laughs> I bought mane and tail shampoo and conditioner, which is for horses. But they're like, right. wow, this is so amazing on horse hair. Like, we should sell it to people. Like, why yeah. not? Yeah. And so I bought it. And and I swear to God that I've been using it for like a week. And I'm not kidding you. I feel like my nostrils are more defined. My face looks longer. <laughs> I think that I think my face is getting mane and tail. <laughs> Yeah, serious. Well, I, I use uh, I use pigtail straightener <laughs> on my. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. Works. I'm being serious that I bought this at TK Maxx. Come on. I have a question for you, actually. Like, this is not related to oh, anything, good. but it's not related to the God water. Bless. So I, I went on a date uh, recently, mm, like last now week. Now I'm getting excited. Go on. Yeah. So uh, the guy picked out this place that was very near his house, okay. but really far from me. 
It also had the same name as like five other places nearby. So I went to the wrong Ooh, restaurant. Wait, can I ask a question? Like, can I interrupt yeah, you? Yeah. Because this is a famous yep. thing in Midtown where there's a Del yeah. Frisco's and a Del Fresco's. And I... Oh, that's ha- But they're a block away from each other. And I have waited for people at Del Fresco's for for an hour and then they're like we're five tacos deep like where are you i'm like fuck so every time yeah so this was a, a tavern and it was just called the tavern there we go and so i went to <laughs> the one that, that google maps like tells me to go to and it's such a scam because the guy sees me <gasps> the host i was like oh you're at the right place come on in come on in come on in and like <laughs> trying to and i feel like i'm getting scammed and i look at him like this doesn't look like the photos on the website like i'm definitely in the wrong place he's like you are in the right place sit down have a menu no reservations necessary and blah 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 <laughs> and so i'm like texting the guy i'm like are you he's like i'm sitting at the bar so i go and like look everywhere i'm like i'm definitely at the wrong place wait well can i ask a question though you went to the tavern what was the name of the place he was at the tavern it was just a different they tavern. were both called the tavern yeah, there's like five. Wait, this them. is actually brilliant because <laughs> we should open up a place. I'm trying to think of what it's like a McDowell's and coming to America. We should open up a restaurant that's like so right. close to the most popular. What's like one of the most popular places in Brooklyn? I can't even think of a name. I mean, like Balthazar, yeah. but it's T H U H Zar. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we owned a. Oh, that's a good idea. We have a restaurant yeah. called Balthazar because <laughs> people don't even know how that shit is spelled, like tourists. And it's just down the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. We make martinis. We make bad steaks. They're super expensive. And people are like, yep, just like the reviews. That's actually a great idea. Balthazar. But if it's something called the tavern, that's so, it's called like the restaurant. Like, how do you trademark right. that? Well, also, there's a place in Paris that's like supposed to be really great, but it's called Clamato. Let me literally the barf everywhere. It's called Clamato. Stop. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like amazing. But I'm like, can you... You just use that? Yeah, there's an amazing know. seafood place in Berlin called Welch's Grape Juice. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Clamato to me has to be, in the history of any liquid, including bodily fluids, <laughs> the most disgusting, not only named, but taste. I've never actually tasted it because I, I mean, I won't ever taste <laughs> the that. The history of liquid. The what? <laughs> Starting on day, the history of liquid, which started on day two of Genesis. <laughs> Like, what's the history of The history of liquids is, it's so fucking disgusting. Okay, so you're at the tavern. The guy gives you the old um, Little Italy treatment of like, come in, come in, come in, which, you know, (laughs) uh, you can't walk down, what is uh, Elizabeth Street or whatever without feeling stressed. Okay, so you text your little man. This was a first date. Yeah, although we knew each other before. Uh, I had no, anyway. So I, it's 10 minutes later, I finally walked to the, the real place and he's having wine at the bar. Oh. And so uh, we get, we get our table. It's one of those places, like it's very nice. Some of those places where the service is literally like every three minutes, somebody's coming in to check very on annoying. you and like, did you have this? Do you have this? You know, yeah, yeah. Five different kinds of menus. Did you read it? Blah, blah, blah. And so, um, and I'm kind of stressed out anyway, because I've already been to like five taverns or whatever. He's on a a tavern crawl, people. Okay, go on. (laughs) Yeah, really. And um, so the guy's like, do you want, should we just split a bottle of what I'm drinking? Um, It tastes great, less filling, whatever. And uh, so we order a bottle of wine. The date is like fine. It's okay. It's more like conversational catching up. But, uh, you know, we ordered oysters which he pretended like he didn't know how to eat oysters i'm like well do you want to he was like well if we order i would get two i'm like okay let's get four oysters and what's the move of not or of pretending to not know how to eat them like it's your idea to get because them because you're withholding and then i am the per and then it's as your a idea activity, i will be the one to 
teach him how to eat oysters. Like it's setting up an activity. Now, like it was all very. I have to say something. <laughs> I don't eat oysters, so that's why I'm saying yeah. like. I, but I would never be like, I'll have two. I would just be like, you get them. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so an oysters uh, salad. Two cheeseburgers. That's a lot of food. Uh, he was like, let's get um, cake, like a, 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 you know, a dessert, tr- you, blah, blah, you blah. You went on a date with Trunchbull? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this, Trunchbull? But the cake was like so good and like expensive. Okay. And I was, so I was eating it and he was like, oh, it's too rich. He wouldn't eat it. So I was like. Feeder, okay, feeder. Like, what are we, yeah. yeah, what are we doing? Um, he kind of sets up that he has a new Oculus. He wants to have me over to play with that's, the Oculus. That's, by the way, like, right okay, there, that's well, a deal breaker. Yeah. Somebody says to me, I'm sorry, everything so far, the not the Clamato shit. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Someone says to me, yeah, I got a new Oculus. Do you want to come over to play it? I'm just like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. That's not going to work. Go on. So the bill comes. We both put down cards. And just like, you know, I take a look at the receipt. It's so expensive. No. Okay. So the food was together 150 which... Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. Without liquor? The bottle of wine Shut the fuck up. was $150. <gasps> Wait, I'm sorry. I have to ask a few questions. Yeah. Did he order it before you got there? He had a glass of it at the bar and then said, oh, this is good. Why don't we have it? I had some. I was like, this is great. Sure. I am actually... Was this the Jean-Georges Tavern? The <laughs> It was up there. It was Eric like, Repair Tavern. Holy it was shit. Insane. That's a lot. It's a lot. So so I'm like, oh, wow. And he's like, and he's like, oh, I didn't know it was that much either. Blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, he ordered a glass of it. So how much was a glass? So he's like, here, listen, I'll I will get the tip. Don't worry about the tip. This is so crazy. But you were going to split it, and then his addition was going to be the tip. Yeah, so he's going to pay for the okay. tip. So I'm yeah, already laughing. For the, yeah. In the tip space, I draw an arrow to him, but like obviously, <laughs> like I don't know what to yeah, put in the tip. Yeah, the line. Okay. You know we're leaving. <gasps> he put down on a on you know three hundred bucks, uh, thirty two dollars. Okay, so, so hold on. Can I, I have a few questions because you know that I am a yeah. very generous tipper. When I get food delivery here in London, they don't know what to do for me because I give him like 10 or $11, which here people don't even tip yeah, anything. Like, so they're like, oh my God, so happy, you know? So I'm not a right, cheap tipper. Right. But my question is, this was $300 and people are going to get pissed at me for asking this, but I will. Before taxes yeah. or after taxes? Oh, that I don't Because remember. I will say this, I that I, here's, like I've gotten into... I mean, hundreds of thousands of fights with my dad over tips because he'll do like a 15 to 18%, but I'm like always 20%, no question. But I also don't, I do not tip on tax. I don't. I'm putting that out there. I I, I I don't. I think the tax is fine. Depending. My Wait, question sorry, I have to interrupt because I don't want people, I don't, yeah. I cannot stand to be called cheap because if you know me at all personally, you know that I am like the opposite no, of cheap. cheap. I'm very generous. Yeah. So maybe sometimes with tax, but I will, if it's especially like expensive, it's like a $400 thing, then I'll do it before. Yeah. But I'm going to say something else, which is that I come from a home that mm-hmm. we like, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think you should tip $30 on a $150 bottle of wine. I don't think that's right. That's my question no. because obviously, and, people and are he gonna reiterated kill me. as he was. Ugh. Well, I yeah. So and I've asked around, and people think different things. Actually, like was he just tipping on the food, the food and then you throw in like one few nominal bucks? He was cheap either way. Because the truth is, this here's what I was gonna say. Yeah, 
I would then maybe have left a, a like 45 bucks. You know what I mean? Because the other yeah, thing is, it's kind yeah, of, you know, yeah. people are going to make this argument and I hear you where it's like, if you can't afford 20% tip on the wine, don't order it. Which I can, I agree with that in a way as well. well like if you can bust. If I had seen the price, we wouldn't have Well, that's it. what I'm saying. I, <laughs> yeah, I honestly yeah, don't think yeah. in my lifetime I've ever ordered a $150 bottle of wine. Not that I've paid for. Certainly it's, not. So neither. I don't know what the answer is because I think I've ordered like $90 bottles maybe. But I would leave maybe yeah, right. a $10 tip on that. I, I feel yes. like a 10% would yeah. be nice. Um, but no, I would not have left 30 bucks on a single bottle of wine. No, no, no. People people have such different responses to me because then I was telling my friend he was like, well, it's also the same amount of work to for a ten dollar bottle over the food that and to bring over the food that costs more or less. So I really you don't know, know I get what he's saying actually, and that's not a bad. I get it, but I yeah. think honestly, I think a health a three hundred dollar thing, I would have probably put down fifty. 45 to 50 bucks. Yes. Yeah. I, I also just, yeah, the I, truth is, is I would, the last thing I've ever wanted in my life is to be considered cheap. So like, it, it especially, right. I mean, I'm not like a man on a date, but I'm just saying if someone I was interested in thought, you know what I mean? Then it's like yeah. the stakes yeah. Yeah. are up. Like, why would you want to look cheap? Yes. But you know, I had something happen to me recently, which I did kind of yeah. tell you about, but I'm going to tell you again. But I went on a date uh, a few weeks ago with a guy um, who lied about his age and that he smoked. We were, we, he said to me, let's meet at this cocktail bar. He looked cute in his pics, you know, yeah. British. So like we're 95% of the way there. And I said, okay. Um, okay. And so we met at this very cute place. I've actually been there before. I got a martini. He got whatever. And then I got another martini. There were the tiny, you know, in England, they measure everything. I actually know, I have a theory yes, that every yeah, yeah. bar waters down their vodka here because I can go out and have 10 martinis and wake up fresher. Yeah. Then I'm like, and they, they never taste like vodka. I'm always <laughs> right. like, is this lemon water? Like what is in here even, you know? Yeah. It's very weird. It's yeah. weird. So anyway, I got it. We had two martinis and then the check came and I was like, oh, shall we split? Because I'm, you know, I am, I feel like certain dating experts would be like, you're an idiot because like a woman shouldn't even offer. But there is obviously mm. a dialogue that happens on a date where the check comes. And by the way, I've split. Yeah. Here's here's how I was raised. Ready? Check comes. Guy takes it. Or you go, can, can we split it? And he goes, no, no, no. But thank you. Like, don't be silly. You know what I mean? Thank you, though. And I'm like, OK, sure. Let me yes, get the next yes, round. That's what you're looking if for. we go somewhere else, I'll get the third round. Okay. I, I've been in many dates also where. It's like, oh, the guy gets the first one, then I get the second, then he the third, then I the fourth. And I'm like, no, hold on a minute. No, like, I, I don't know no, how to explain it. It's too yeah. complicated. <laughs> like, it's no. So anyway, he says, why don't we go um, have some dinner? And it was and I hadn't had dinner. So I was like, OK. Yeah. So he actually booked a restaurant that I have been dying to try. I was excited to go. And I'm sorry, you know, lying about the age is one thing. And he was a good looking guy. So whatever. Also, I think shorter than he said, but I'm not going to go there. But to lie about smoking, that's like not a fucking joke. Like you can't, I mean. That's really it's weird. It's really weird yeah. when you, he's like, well, on and off. But then you go outside to smoke three times. I'm like, no, you're a smoker. What are you talking about? During the yes. day? Yes. Oh, wow. Three oh, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So anyway, but wow. of course, because I'm fucked up, he's like, do you want to go for dinner? And I'm like, okay, because I wasn't having a bad time. And also, you know, you never know after two drinks, like. I don't know. You just don't That's know. Right. Like you That's you know, right. we've read all the it's same like books. We've read all the same books. So yep. I'm like, sure. Yep. I am a dater. <sighs> I like, <laughs> as, as I like yourself. lower myself in the horse coffin and just like close <laughs> the huge door. Both the Mr. Ed both. Shut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My coffin is like just two like um, saloon doors. 
and my, my hooves sticking straight out with Fiji SC nail polish on them because that's my go-to color. Anyway, so we go to this place and it's very cute. We sit down. It's all dates. I kind of love that. I love like being yeah. on a date in a date restaurant. It's kind of fun because you don't, yeah. I don't know, it's like exciting. Yeah. It's like going to Disney with yeah. kids, you know? So we sit and... <laughs> And the waitress comes over. Now, I'm not drinking wine anymore because of Italy. Italy, like, broke me for wine. It just became, I just came here and I was like, no. I actually had some Sunday, a right. little rosé, and it was divine. But it was also, like, sunny out. So it's not raining. Anyway, he goes, would you like to get wine? And I go, honestly, I'm not drinking any wine. And he goes, well, let's get a bottle. You have a little. I'll pay for the wine. And I'm like, okay. this motherfucker. Like, I'll pay for the wine? Pay for the fucking dinner. You invited me to dinner. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's ordering a, a whole bottle of wine, presumably. For him. You'll have one glass of? Yeah, I said I'll have yeah. a glass. Well, yeah, go ahead go ahead and yeah, pay for thanks, it. Yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> you know, Telly Savalas. <laughs> Spaghetti's good. I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> cool. That's funny. Anyway, so he gets some, like, prosciutto. I hope he never hears us. Um, and by the way, if he's listening, maybe he can take it as a lesson that this isn't an attractive quality for a man who's almost 50 years old. I'm just going to put it out there. You know what I mean? Like, you work, you know, and listen, even if yeah. times are tough, then don't ask me to fucking dinner. Like, let's go get, you know what I mean? I'm not the right. one who needed to get right, tagliatelle right, right, yeah. with you. Yeah. I always say that. So anyway, we're sitting at the table. <laughs> And I, we got some prosciutto. By the way, the food was delicious. I actually was happy we went there. But we get the prosciutto. And I got, I don't even remember, like some kind of pasta. It was really, really delish. He got a pasta yeah. and this fucking wine. And I had like a glass of the wine. So the check comes. He takes the check. And now he's like figuring out how much does he owe and how much do I owe. And I want you to know something. It, the check, the total in pounds was 90 pounds. Also the weight of my left hoof. Thank you. My favorite, my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis movie, My Life Tough. So, <laughs> Daniel Hay-Lewis, listen, I can't be here anymore. Come on! Can't I have fun? I'm a pleasure to date. <laughs> By the way, I'm a freaking pleasure to date. So, anyway, come on, Daniel Hay-Lewis is funny. Come on. Okay. So, he takes the check, and he's like, Mom, blah, blah, add the one, carry the six. He's like, uh, Why yeah, don't yeah. you pay 30 pounds and I'll pay 60 pounds? <laughs> now I'm cracking the math in my head and I'm like, now hold on. My pasta, I, I don't say anything. Oh, wait, the worst part is he hands me the bill to like check his math. Can you imagine? Huh? He takes the bill and he goes, here, you want to see it? And I went, I don't even want to touch that. That's what I said. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. You get out your like, get out your poker visor. <laughs> <but> like... <laughs> my little, Let's little nose look. glasses at the end. Yeah, right. Like uh, the big bad wolf. I'm like, now let's see here. <laughs> I love that wolf. He's so funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that wolf really makes me laugh. I just had a, a vision of him with his little glasses. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm breaking mentally. Anyway, so we can't, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. But then I'm doing the math and I'm like, my pasta was 10 pounds. The prosciutto was 10. So uh, even if I were to pay, so I did pay for my fucking wine, you cheap piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, and right. then the worst part, are you ready for this? Please trust me. So we, <laughs> so we leave the restaurant and... We're by this tube station that is not a euphemism. Mm. And we're, thank you. And we're standing there, Daniel Hay Lewis and I are standing there, <laughs> Maine and Dale. It's so funny. And it's in an area where I, uh, if you recall, last summer was followed home by someone, which was really scary. And I had this whole incident where I screamed and this whole thing. Yeah. 
And so, and it was late. It was like 11, 1130. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to be here by myself. And I said to him, because I actually told him that story because we were right where it happened, basically. And I said, oh, blah, blah, blah. So I said to him, can I ask you a favor? Would you mind just walking me like three blocks that way? Which is not anywhere near where I'm staying, but just gets me away from... This was not an invite home for him. Believe me. Trust me. And I said, would you mind just walking me like a little bit down there? And he went, well, my train's coming in nine minutes. And I was just (laughs) like, okay. And he went, no. And he went, no, no, you're right. You're right. And I I was like, well, when is the next train coming? And he went, 23 minutes. Because I thought maybe if like another hour. Uh, I'm like, it's 14 minutes, you cheap piece of shit. And so he walked me like two blocks. But at that point, I was so repulsed. I was like, I have to get out of here. And I left. And that was it. And that was it. And the thing is, listen, what? You can make it three blocks there and back in nine minutes, by the way, too. Wait a minute. I guarantee you he still made his train. I know he did because I know. Yeah. I know. But that's what I'm saying. So this was just like a fucked up person. And then you realize, you know, what was that tweet where like some celebrity got divorced and there was that tweet like, you don't want to be out here, man. Just trust me. Go back to her. You don't want to be out here. You don't want to be out on these streets. And I'm like, that's true. You really don't. It's, it's misery. I'm telling you, single people listening, maybe you get it, but and you know what? Actually, Dan, your story made me feel good because and I'm happy to know this is not just like a straight affliction, you know, we're like Correct, that yeah. this is happening also in the LGBTQIA plus community. That's yes. equality, honey. OK, that is what Obama <laughs> fought for. All right. <laughs> Pieces of shit in every bracket. It doesn't have to just be in one bucket, you know. But no, I'm not giving up hope. See, I actually think, Dan, that these are good stories to happen to us because then yeah. when the right guy comes along, you know, then it's like something to compare. Yes, to. you have to have that, mm. I think. So in short, yeah, right. in short, thank you to that man. Well, that's about it. Live from the main and tail glue factory. It's me. It's so stupid. Uh, Michelle Collins, my friend Dan Acton, both still single. If you know anyone, uh, Dan, you can follow at Dan underscore Acton. You can follow me at Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Yeah. Tell your friends to subscribe and listen. If you want to leave a review, do what you want. Now, well, here he is. I just want to get right to it. Hold on. I'm taking myself off view because I it'll make me self-conscious. Really? To watch yourself? I love watching myself. <laughs> Do you spend the whole Zoom just looking at yourself? Of course. Like, this is what this is about. That's why I put makeup on for me. <laughs> um, Natty, I'm so excited this is happening because you and I had what I would say is probably one of my favorite interviews. I hate most people. And like when they come on the show, I'm like, oh, here's a project, whatever. And then you are like so funny and so much fun. And I like like making you laugh, which makes me have fun. Right. I'm like a good audience. It's like when somebody says that their partner is really funny and really they just think that they just laugh at all their jokes. That's how you feel about me. You're like, he's really funny. Actually, he just laughs at all my jokes. Basically, he's a comedic genius because he finds me funny. Um, but also, it's so early well, in the I morning. I don't remember the first time we met, but we were actually backstage at um, one of the, sh- I think The View or That's like right. Good Morning or something. And we were laughing about something and then we looked at the we looked at the screen and it you just it maybe you had to be there but it was like there was a really grisly murder mm-hmm. that they were talking about and we were talking about something so you know the on the other side of the spectrum from that 
which made us burst into the kind of laughter that I had tears pouring down my face because I, we knew that we couldn't let anybody know that we were laughing. So it's like when you have to hold, it was like, it was like laughing in school, you know, when you're or not at a funeral. I think it actually was. Now, of yeah. course, I remember when we met because I remember being like feeling like really creepy because you were like, I think, 17 years old. I think you were 20. <laughs> and I was like a teen mom, basically, like you showed up and I'm like, who's this child? And then you were really funny. And I was like, bye. <laughs> it's like this newborn <laughs> angel who's so funny. But you came and you sat down next to me and we were laughing. And then we looked at the screen and for sure a woman had like a dead child. Like it was something that was that just was horrifying. It was yeah, the yeah. worst thing. And I remember thinking, this is a real one for life. Like this is ride or die shit. Like we had yeah, each yeah, other's yeah. backs. Uh, you I know. felt that way about you. Like when I knew that I was doing an interview with you the other day, I was like, okay, good, good. I have my people are going to be on. You know, see, and it, it is our people, you know, look, yeah. we, uh, there's World War Three is breaking out. And I just feel like we have I to know. connect now because this is it. I'm spending all my money. Are you doing that? Every last dollar. I have this really great guy that, that I've been a doctor that I've been seeing out in, uh, in LA that, mm. that was, I mean, he said, I think this is a good time for everybody to, uh, try to work with their anxiety, like take a walk out in the woods, meditate, listen to some good music, read some good books. Um, and, th- and then, you know, spend just a certain amount of the day trying to educate yourself. But I mean, if just because we're on a thing, let's send our love out to, you know, all the people of Ukraine 100%. and Russia, all the people, you know, cause you saw that picture of them all protesting in Russia. I mean, they don't want it as much as we don't want it as much as the Ukrainians don't want it. So it's, it's basically the work of some psycho. disgusting, awful little psycho dictator. With yeah. horrible plastic surgery. Trump is online, yeah, with horrible plastic oh surgery. Who, um, you know, who's just a total fucking loser. Well, I just <laughs> didn't know that penises could get smaller. Like, because I feel like I've dealt with people who have like small ones, you know, and you're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> and I mean, we just met, but like, I've just had experiences where you have a feeling and then when your suspicions are confirmed, it actually makes you feel like you have a superpower, you know? But in his case, it just has to be, it's like the Hitler one testicle thing, you know, where it's got to be so, or Trump's little mushroom. Is that to be true about Hitler? Absolutely true. Yep. Yeah. One little one little yeah. guy down there. And so I'm wondering, like, when someone is going to fess up. I mean, they'll be beheaded within seconds, but someone needs to talk about what's happening down there because it that is the stem of all of... I mean, you tell me. Well, it's like the stereotype of the... It's like the stereotype of the guy that has the, you know, the Ferrari that he's revving really loud. I actually want to talk to you about... By the way, I haven't even said your full name, and this is... I'm, like, paid to do this. Not a lot, but Nat Wolf who I just adore so much. You look good. You look tan. You look healthy. He's starring in Joe versus Carol, streaming on Peacock March 3rd, which we're also going to talk about. Um, yeah. From a famous family. I have so many questions for you. I'm just so ready to get relaxed. But oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in London. Because What are you doing there? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Um, I come here to feel young. Uh, <laughs> to- <laughs> To feel beautiful because at the age that I'm at, in you don't York, have to go anywhere to feel beautiful. Well, listen, but you know what I mean? Like, my stock goes up here it, for you <laughs> too. And you know what? I think it's different for men because the men here are quite hot, but 
and this is not a dig towards the women, but the women here, I, I say on the show, I've not seen a single child in braces. I don't think there's an orthodontist within 500 miles. Like, I don't know what they do. But right, that's a very English stereotype. It, and it's real don't. for a reason. Yeah. They don't really have any Botox here. So basically, I shoot my body full of toxins. Then I get on a plane and everyone is like, oh, my God, you're not 25. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But they think I'm very young. And then I date here and I have fun and I have friends and I go out. You're there, you're, you're having a social trip. It is. But honestly, it is to plant possible long-term seeds, if that makes sense. Relationship seeds. All kinds. All kinds. <laughs> Are you, have, you have, have you had any success? Have you met anybody that you like? I have, actually. Um, it's, it's hit or miss. But I feel like when I was in New York, because I was here for basically the whole summer, and I went back to New York and I went on a date with a guy who um, was for sure, uh, what's the term without me getting canceled? Neurodivergent. And we, I'm God, I'm good. And anyway, we sat down and um, it was a coffee place, which already a coffee date is the fucking worst. Like already I'm like not turned on. I'm just like, I don't care about, it's not goodwill hunting. Like I don't care about coffee, you know? (laughs) And And he says, oh, we have to order it on our phones. I was like, okay. So he, he's just there like typing, like doing this whole thing. And then he looks and he goes, okay, Anyway, so where are you from? And he doesn't ask me like, oh, would you like something? And that's not about gold digging for a free Americano. It's about ask me if I want a fucking two dollar. You don't even have to buy me a tequila soda. Like, get me a fucking coffee. I had to put makeup on. You know, it takes time. Um, What's your life like? Tell me. Talk to me. Well, I had an amazing trip. I went out into the desert. I went to uh, where did I go? First, I went to Death Valley and I stayed in a tent and I've never camped before because I grew up in New York City. So no, nobody ever took me camping. And I was always kind of, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm at two with nature. Yeah. Um, Aren't you, part, but, you're half Jewish, right? Half Jewish. So it doesn't go with camping. No, we, I'm yeah. a, you know, I'm a full Jew from Miami. In my life, I've never camped in my life ever. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I could, we, we could, I feel like we sniffed each other out. That's Our right. Jews, our Jewish half sniffed each other out. We'll go to the camps together. Um, I can't wait. I hope we're in the same bunk. <laughs> go on Um, so we're in like this um yeah i'm just like blowing past that funny but really really intense (laughs) joke we're like crying yeah Uh, yeah so um yeah and i had a great time we went and i've never been in sand i've never seen sand dunes before i ran up the sand dunes um and uh and then what was was the other oh then went to the mojave desert and stayed in a yurt and i made friends with the people who, who owned the land and they had this um, really beautiful sheep that they just one sheep. And I was, um, <laughs> hanging with him or her. I'm not really Aww. sure. And you're on the ground and all this stuff. And then I went to the guy who barely spoke English and I said, is this your, your sheep? When did you guys get her or him? And he said, no, it's food. <gasps> what? He's like, this is food for tonight. They, they were going to cook us a sheep. And oh I said, my no, okay, thank God. you. I think I've got to do much with this sheep to have. So <clears throat> yeah, that was really intense. And then, um, Oh. And then I've been doing press for the show pretty much this week. this week. And I did a, I did a, um, I, I, I'm shooting a TV show that starts again, um, in, uh, in April. That's been really fun. It's me and, uh, and, and, uh, Brittany O'Grady and then Christoph Waltz. It's like the three of us in this crazy office, um, wild, dark comedy. So that's been really fun. Which I have questions about and I want to talk to you about, but I want to rewind for five seconds. What if I was like back to the camps? No, that was last week's episode. This is our <laughs> episode. I want to rewind to the anxiety that you're kind of feeling because yeah. I had, you know, 
it's funny with me. I in college, just to show you like seriously what a cool person I am and how many friends I have, had like the worst panic attack of my life after smoking weed. Like lost my shit. And about For every how? Um, well, it's funny. I, I like went to the hospital that night. They gave me orange juice. Yeah. No, but I couldn't breathe. I was like really losing my shit. And then every five years I forget and I'll have an edible. Like it's almost every five years. I'm like, I'm fun. I can do drugs. Let me do it. <laughs> you know, and they give me an edible. And it starts the cycle all over again. It's like I'm back to square one. And that happened at the early pandemic where my friend brought edibles to my apartment. We were in quarantine. I was in New York. And I genuinely had a full freak out. And since then, I've had like, I went on medication for anxiety, which I'd never been on before because I was like, something is going on. It's the world and everything else. So I was happy to hear you talking about your doctor just because I feel like everyone I know is on medication right now. There's not a person who's not taking something. You know, that's amazing. I've never heard about somebody going to the hospital from from an anxiety attack with weed, but I've definitely had with with weed the thing where, I gone through a couple periods where I liked it. And then now it's kind of turned on me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like me anymore. And, and, uh, and, and once, and you'll just forget, like you go to, you hang out with friends, especially in LA, it's all anybody does. So you're hanging out and, you know, instead of having a drink, everybody's like, well, sure. Join. And you're like, okay, fuck it. I'll just take two hits. And suddenly you're like, you know, you, you're, you've become a part of the couch and you don't want anybody to talk to you or look at you and, 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 and suddenly everything is hit, you know, hitting you in a really anxious place. Um, yeah. But I think it has a lot to do with COVID. I mean, I, I don't know a single, I don't have a single friend whose mental health didn't completely deteriorate in the beginning of COVID. And I was super worried because um, my dad is high risk. My parents were both kind of, lo- they were in New York where it was so fucked up and they were locked in the apartment <gasps> for about two years, you know, just kind of because we were treating my dad like bubble boy because we just didn't want him to get it. And uh, I was much calmer once the anxiety came out, but, but it really, um, you know, it, it really took a toll on me and my brother and, and, uh, and, and then, you know, all my friends, I think it's, it's really spiraled out. So it's, it's sad to see people that were already struggling were really, it seemed like they, they um, really took a turn for the worse and, and it's sad to see. And, uh, and, you know, there's like an uptick and I mean, there's all kinds too. of horrible shit going on. That's why I'm saying I, not picking like young, like young people suicide yeah, and then also drugs. super amount of agoraphobia and drug, Ooh. drug um, overdoses. And um, <clears throat> the place I was in, in Australia where I was mm. living while we shot um, Joe versus Carol, this is not a good promotion for the show. Like, no, it's a great, we're going to get to the show. There was multiple, there was multiple drug um, overdoses in the, in the, in the building. I was no. thinking. Yeah, it was horrifying. And they're all, you know, um, if for some reason they were all women from like 19 to 24. No, you're like. kidding. Oh my God. Uh, I'm actually really, weirdly surprised yeah. to hear that because I always look at Australia. I have this, I've never been, I'm actually dying to go there, but I always look at them as being very perfect. Like my, my um, thinking of Australians are, and back me up if this is true, like very hot, kind of dumb, so nice, like just <laughs> hot, nice dummies and you know and sweet and sweet like just fun they like just surf right. they're like oh yeah get a be go surfing whatever like just right. casual um, well, i was definitely i was definitely the only um i you know even being half jew i was like the most exotic person oh. in a hundred miles it felt like <laughs> No. They're like, did they ask to feel your nose? They're like, oh. Yeah, people, were, people were looking at me like an alien, like I was some kind of alien that had descended on the. I actually remember when we came on, your, when my brother and I came on your show, the first thing you said was, you were like, something like, 
sizzle, sizzle. There's some hot Jews in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I would never my say sizzle, brother. sizzle. Hold on a minute. Don't my put sizzle, words sizzle. in my mouth. It was, yeah. it was some kind of like, um, you know, some kind of uh, something that was fire. Two hot there. Jews. You're hot. Listen, brothers or something like that. My, I, cause I was telling my brother that, that you and I had the interview the other day and he, yeah. he reminded me that was oh. your opening. That's yeah. nice. Well, you guys are yeah. hot Jews. And let me say this. I'm going to compliment you. Not, I don't love a Jewish man. And this is a problem with my, uh, my parents don't love that. As you can imagine, you know, it's oh, right. ending right, the bloodline. Right. They, they, they want you to marry a nice Jewish. I Jewish could bring boy. home, um, a, a tufted ottoman missing buttons that uh, proposed to me and they would be over the moon. At this point, I could bring home free furniture from Canal Street on the side of the road. <laughs> they would be literally so happy. So at this point, there's no, the religion doesn't really matter, but... Brought home some real, have you brought home some real winners? Have I brought home some real winners? I haven't. No. Have you brought people home? You're asking me a lot of questions, Nat, and I want to know about you. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not doing it as a d avoidance tactic. Yeah. I really was curious because you give me a lot of little tidbits, but without any specifics. I mean, um, I could get into specifics, but privately, you know what I mean? Because okay. I'll say this and I bet you're the same way where, you know, I don't want to talk too much about personal details unless they're like extremely funny or fucked up because I wouldn't right. want someone doing it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, totally, totally. I'm not one of those uh, people. But anyway, tell us personal details about yourself. I'll tell you personal details. No, I've I'm um I've mostly been in in longer term relationships and and luckily my my parents have have really you know loved I've really you know mostly two main longer term relationships. Yeah. My parents have both, but um I mean I'm really <laughs> I'm really good friends with her. So so now I think this would be okay to talk about. But I I was dating uh from since high school for till we we're like 21 I was dating Margaret Qualley who's an amazing Love actress her. and we're and we're still really close friends but um she sent me a text the other day that my dad was texting her my dad wrote this book that's really great but my dad texted Margaret out of the blue basically just some self-promotion about his book <laughs> <laughs> so they still love her and they're still oh my really god but, that's um, hilarious like wow he can he's still he's getting in the um he, he said, uh, Margaret, I think you'd want to know my book's coming out real soon. And, and does your dad want to come on the show? Bring your dad on the show. It'd be so fun. It actually is an amazing book. It's basically about his journey as, as a jazz musician with, and he has Tourette's syndrome and, hmm. and his journey with Tourette's and with, um, cancer. Cause he's, he's been struggling with cancer. Oh, I'm so for, sorry. For, so, but he's doing amazingly now. So it's okay. basically his, his, his beating it. And, uh, and the book's amazing, but I love that he he reached out to, uh, you know, to Margaret. my ex <laughs> Listen, she's having a moment right now. So think about it. Like he's actually. Uh, he's playing it smart. He's playing yeah. it smart. She just had a hit Netflix show. You know what I mean? So think of you know, she could bring it up on Fallon yeah. or something. I don't know. That's sort right. of brilliant. She's going to bring up. Yeah. You know, Nat's dad has this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's. it's has it's, Andy it's, McDowell ever wanted you to promote any of her upcoming projects or has that not come up? Not yet, not yet, okay. not yet. But they were they were fantastic in the show together. That was oh my god, that show, oh. so this especially the acting was just so great. It really made me long to be like a very poor thin white woman. I was like, oh, I really, you know what I mean. I really missed the boat. Like, you know, just right, being right. like a like wearing my, the same LL Bean jacket for like six years. I've never owned a jacket like that. Like, and just being so skinny with like my little kid and like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you just can like, barely afford you can barely afford food in that show. Oh, you know. Do you know how much food I can afford? It, it genuinely, it's like half the Cirque du Soleil budget goes in here every day. It's too much. It's like Coco the Gorilla style. Um, but wait, so I love that. And I like that you speak fondly of her, you know, because sometimes people yeah. with bitter breakups, you don't seem right. like a bitter person to me, though. Are there things that you're bitter about? No. Um, no, I think I think that I have a really bad memory. That's actually true. For some reason, wow. I have a really good memory for certain things that people have said and random things. When I did, I did mushrooms for the first time. I actually was flooded with a bunch of memories. Really? And, and then I got off, and I couldn't remember any of them again. But, um, but yeah, I don't have a great memory, and I sometimes will see somebody that I didn't have a good experience with, and I'm just kind of the familiarity. Even though I don't even remember. I just am like, oh, I haven't seen them in a while. And then you know, <laughs> me a while to realize, oh, I think I fucking hated them. But, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, I think I've never been good at holding grudges. I also grew up in a family where when you were upset about something, you expressed it when it was happening mm -hmm. right then. Yes. With, with some people, especially, I am way more terrified of uh, passive, you know, you know, what's it called? Passive, passive aggressive passive behavior. Yeah. yeah. That is, to me, way scarier than if somebody's like, hey, you did this and it really pisses me off. And I did it, you know, that to me, I can, I've, I'm used to that. And I'm used to, uh, you know, you feel something, you express it mm. and then you deal with it. But somebody that kind of like their feelings are inside, you know, and you have to search for it. And then you're like, you know, it's just, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Like, Oh, I'm like, Oh shit. What the hell is going on? The whole, you know? What if the whole rest and, of the interview, I was such a bitch to you. I was like, well, yeah, so you I'm have like, this yeah, show, yeah. I guess you want to tell us about it. No, <laughs> I'm not passive aggressive, but I, um, not that you asked, but I'm just going to, I'm thinking about myself. But I do, I'll tell you this. I'm scared to ask questions anymore because I feel like I put you on the spot. Right now? And I don't know before. No, no, no. No, I just, I mean, I have some of the best stories you'll ever hear in your life, but they're just, <laughs> I think you would yeah. understand this. And I'm, I'm like a peasant compared to your unbelievable childhood into adulthood career. I was on a, a daytime talk show for eight minutes and we met during those eight minutes, which is just crazy when you think about it. But I like, I just, I have boundaries with talking about certain things because you know, I don't know. It just feels weird and creepy to bring every little shit up publicly. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. so I don't really like to do that. But, um, oh, I have some stories. You think I'm funny here? This is nothing. I, You would be shooting. I mean, I'm thinking of things I could tell you that I don't know if you'd ever recover. There's one story in particular that's very, very funny, but it's for another time. We can edit this whole oh. thing out. I can't, uh, I can't part, tell it. The podcasts are going to be I'll put flammable. it this way. It's a sexual story relating to hygiene that Ooh, yeah, yeah, has, that doesn't feel podcast appropriate it's not podcast appropriate and it has haunted my waking days since and the friends who know the story we have nicknames about it i mean it has changed the way that i operate as a woman right. <laughs> i'll say about right. it but exactly. not appropriate for this but no i mean you know i don't know but it must be hard for you to date also because unless you're on like a raya or something you have to find like celebrity children like margaret <laughs> Well, Margaret and I just went to high school together. Oh. I mean, I do think that when you're in this world, it is interesting balancing um, finding somebody who understands the, the, the level of strangeness yeah. of, of this world, this career. And then also a lot of people are, even if they're in the business, they're competitive or, or jealous or or controlling or, you know what, there's a lot of things that come that, that, that you kind of need to avoid. Cause I think 
especially in this business, you need to be, it's like two people that need to be each other's cheerleader. Yeah. Um, because this world just, you know, this is, this business will sort of knock you around. And, um, but so it is, it, it can be a little bit tricky, but I, I think I'm really lucky to have a group of re- really great friends, a really small group of friends. And, and when any, when anybody um, starts seeing somebody, you can kind of see the person you're dating through their eyes mm-hmm. and, and have really good judgment. And so, you know, cause we have one friend who just always brings back the, the, you know, the girl that, you know, is just going to tear his heart open. Oh, no. The one that sort of has, seems like she has no interest in it. Like he'll find oh. the one girl that has absolutely no interest in him and then put all his, you know, eggs in that basket. Men love that though. I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm not even being funny. Like, I'll tell you that in my experience, the moment I show interest, it's over. I'm like, the second I express any sort of like, actually, then it's ghosting. And it's it. Men don't know what the fuck they want. They want what they can't have. I think it does go the other way, too. I think I think sometimes. Oh, listen. Women like that, too. Yeah, I I love that. Are you kidding me? Treat me like absolute garbage and I'll be your friend. They say in Australia, treat them mean, keep them keen. That's right. They do say that. But also I read um, a self-help book recently. I, I, by the way, I have absolutely like, I have the saddest life in the world, even though I'm in Europe. <laughs> I'm like, uh, as I'm talking about it, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a very anxious texter. That's something I discovered about myself where, okay. Okay. and I've really worked on that. And I will say that it, I think I've gotten better. Like I don't place as much energy anymore into waiting, you know, which has been healthy for me. Are you the kind of person that you text um, barely hey, what you and then and then a question mark and then like a question mark two hours later and then another question mark okay. and then like seriously are you I actually thought, not i thought we were friends by the way my mom's in the hospital i've been in the hospital all day and you're like <laughs> oh shit sorry by the way i actually thought we were friends until you asked me that like how dare you i was like not really gets me until that question you know nothing about me interestingly enough no i'll send one thing i, I hit close to the bone yeah <laughs> I'm like crying. I'm like, no, I never do that. You don't know at all. I really don't do that. And actually, I can think the times where I have like spiraled, you know, and especially if you're WhatsApping someone where you can see the check marks. So it's like, have they read it? Have they gotten it? It's like, but I, oh, it's hell. It's hell on earth. I have completely disassociated with every aspect of my life. It's been so healthy. I can't even tell you just, you know, not feeling anything. I can't recommend it enough. It's, um, it's changed me as a woman. Love it. Yeah, yeah. You were a child star. I want to dig into this a little bit because we've never talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. I had a band with my friends mm. when I was a kid, and I and and my mom did this, uh, you know, mock documentary independent movie about us, where it was almost like we were as famous as the Beatles. And she found, she was like, she thought the music was really great mm-hmm. and and original because it's coming from from me and my brother, you know, we were, and, and, uh, and, and she was like, and it's funny to hear them talking seriously about their, the biz. Uh, yeah. And the biz. So, and then Nickelodeon picked it up and my parents were like, we'll only let them do it if they do it in the summer. And then they go to school during the year. <gasps> so cause all the kids weren't professional actors or anything. And, uh, it was like a dream. It was like a dream summer camp. And I would write all the songs during the year and then we'd shoot it during the summer. And, uh, and we became, incredibly famous yeah. at like maybe the most famous I've ever been when I was like 12 to 14 to uh, 11 to 13 or something. And, uh, and it was a really odd experience because, uh, 
you know, outside of school, when I was in real school, outside of school, there would be, you know, like a crowd of people that would line up and send screaming and shit. And, uh, and then inside school, nobody wanted to be friends with my brother. Really? Yeah. They were just really weirded out by, you know, it was like, it's like when anything makes a kid different, Mm. they start to ostracize them. So it was actually this strange thing where, where, you know, Alex and I felt kind of very alienated and then also very adored. And the, and the mixture was kind of terrifying. And I was, I was kind of excited when I started to go through puberty and I like grew really tall and mm. really tall. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Uh, my machine broke. You said it again and everything <laughs> just shorted out on my end. Go on. <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, people stopped knowing, like I went and nobody knew who I was. And it was, I was like, cause you looked so different. I looked so different. Oh, that's so funny. And, uh, and I went through a real awkward stage from about 13 to 15. And uh, just like tall, skinny, and, or like um, how many fedoras did you own? And I had, oh my god! I act, wait, re, how did you guess that? Wait, are you being serious? Wait, I swear to God, I wore fedoras. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I that wore, is. I wore, I wore to school and stuff. <laughs> I said yeah, it as a joke. Did you wore wear mine. fedoras to school? Oh my I, yeah, god! I clearly just said that. I just said I wore fedoras. That's to why school. you're nice now because of the fedora stage. Everybody yeah. needs something that makes them. Well, you know what it is? Because I came into my therapist's office the, uh, the other day. With the fedoras? Um, holding up. <laughs> and it was a little, he, he has a little kid coming out of there. You know, he's like 14 or something. And he's wearing a fedora. And my heart went up. And I said to, the, to my therapist, I said, that was just so sweet and heartbreaking seeing the kid in the fedora. And he said, he's like, all everybody who I work with who's in that age wears weird hats. And I'm like... <laughs> And I was like, is it because they don't really no. have a personality yet? He's like, yeah, they're all hanging on to their identity by a thread. They're like, I am a person. Oh, I am my own. No. Hats. He said they all come in with some weird, you know, weird hat with the earmuffs. <laughs> or the, <you> know. <laughs> it's such a weird age. That um, is honestly one of the most it. poetic that I'm not kidding you. Like I'm I'm laughing, but I'm really moved by that. It's really sad. Go on sad and it's I feel like it's a stage you know you go through that stage where you're like your you know your body's changing your voice is changing you have no idea who you are yeah. and, and and so you're like let me just grab on to any form of identity Ugh. I mean I remember I was I was I sort of would talk like a, you know I was always a good mimic and I, my voice would start changing I'd start to become friends and I'd start to become actors or, or, or musicians that like I start to talk like them when I was having regular I mean it was it's psycho when you're in that age it's a little psycho. can I tell you how I'm picturing you and it's making me feel really happy like a little <laughs> like a little Sky Masterson and Guys and Dolls like you just rolled in <laughs> in a little like um zoot suit and your little yeah, Dick like, Tracy ha- yeah 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 <laughs> hey, how's it going? Huh. I mean I was so such a such so stupid a and then also, you know, you have the acne that breaks out of that age. Why do they give kids, why do, Why does the world give kids that age acne? It's such a horrible thing to do to no, people. Your whole body, I don't think you understand, like I'm listening patiently, hearing your story, except also knowing in the back of my head that you were like adored and beloved and like, I'm sure adorable. And thinking about my own childhood, I did not wear hats though. I'm proud yeah, to say, because I was literally so fucking tall that the last thing I wanted to do was add an inch. You know what I mean? I was trying to minimize. How tall are you now? How tall I'm six are you? foot one now. Six one. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, you know, it's in meters, I'm 185. Um, that's for my foreign <laughs> listeners because I've gotten good at that. But 
I'm at the, I'll tell you this, I'm lucky because I'm at the cusp of, I think maybe I'm not, maybe I'm past it, of being just normal enough in every department. Like I'm like, my feet are the biggest size that are like the normal. I can still go and like feel okay, human. You don't, have to, you don't have to order special. Clothes. I'm not yeah. at like the shack store getting, you know, wingtip shoes basically. Um, And like with clothing, I can shop in stores. You know what I mean by that? Like I'm not at full blown, like freak level. Like who's the guy, you know, what my favorite thing is, do you ever see the daily mail when they make the tallest man meet the smallest woman? That's my favorite. Shit yeah. in the world. Oh my God. That, that makes me feel happy. Like seeing those two. Yeah. And she, I think she's Indian and he's for sure Eastern European because right. they all have right. like Abe Lincoln disease over there. And just the two of them <laughs> together. I mean, you could just shit. It's so cute. Okay. So now that you say they have Abe Lincoln yeah. disease, most 12, they checked me at the doctor for Martin's syndrome. Did they? Which, which, if you look it up, it's like really tall, skinny. That's like Lincoln. That's the Lincoln That's one. That's Abe yeah. Lincoln disease. They checked you for it? Oh, my God. I was freakishly tall for my age. I, I, I didn't grow anymore, and I, I stayed at six. I'm six two, but okay. they... But right, Brad. I, we get I, it. You're yeah. tall. I mean, how many times? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taller than you, by the way. But, uh, but actually, I'm taller, though. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> My brother, my brother's all saying that he's about three inches taller than he is. Yeah. He's like, actually, I grew up. He's like, I grew up. I'm like, dude, you're 24. I'm like, it's not. Is he only 24 years old, your brother? Four, yeah. He's killing it too. I know he's 27. No, he's, he's, um, and I'm 28. We know. It's like, stop repeating the ages over and over again. But everybody thinks you're 25. And like, you know, you're 28, you're a little 25. I I will say this. I look great for my age. Continue. then we fin- so then we the show finished and we were a little like what the hell's going on? My brother and I went on tour yeah. um, a couple of years as musicians and then I started doing uh, theater stuff in New York and working with different acting teachers and stuff and then by the end of high school I started acting in in movies. That was when I I which got is a good lucky. time. That's actually a good. T- by the way, you didn't answer. Do you have Marfan syndrome? I think. No, I don't. Okay, no. I just want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> just close the door on that conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's good that we rolled back to that. I just yeah. had to, I just wanted to know, because it would mean that you'd have very strong thighs. Do you remember Lincoln's legs? He had just muscly horse-like equus. Okay, I forget Lincoln's legs. No, I actually don't. You don't know? Huge mistake. You have to read, someone wrote, I think his gay lover, we'll talk about it later, wrote a book about how strong, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm very yeah. into that too. Gay Lincoln. Talk about a fetish. You know what I mean? Everything about it. Talk about a guy who loved a hat. I mean, my goodness, his whole identity right. rested on that hat. Right. I know. Yeah. Without. Yeah. Yeah. Was he killed in the hat? I think he was. hundred percent. How many bullets do you think went through the hat before they hit the skull? We have to edit that out. But I'm just saying yeah. it was such a yeah. big hat. <laughs> it, was, it was so, and he was already yeah, like six, I, yeah, seven. Head. And he had a big head. Oh, yeah. for sure. Listen, yeah. no hat fits me. Okay, right. so let's go back to the show. That's, that's going to be the name of the episode. No hat fits me. No hat fits me. But you were a child. I'm I'm still obsessed with you and your little fedoras. So cute. Yeah. Little Sky yeah. Masterson. Little Nathan yeah. Detroit showing up <laughs> at school. And you grew up in New York. Now tell me, when yeah. you were, how young were you offered drugs? Because my stereotype of New York kids, mm. did you go to the professional children's school? I did. Yeah. Oh, very funny. Yeah, I, I have a friend who went which there. Is, which isn't the um, fame school, which is down the street. That's no. professional children's school is like more of the regular school, except you leave, you can leave. And I had to leave a bunch to, to, for music to go work, <clears throat> um, to go work. So I felt, um, 
so much happier when I went to professional really? school. It was a bunch of kids that were all sort of uh, off and, and interesting and, and, and very passionate about things. It was like we had a, a professional chef and then a tennis player and then a bunch of um, uh, ballet dancers and then all the, a bunch of kids who had uh, you know, who were, ended up getting scholarships to Juilliard as musicians. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. So it was like an amazing group of people. Um, uh, I keep in touch with like three of them, sadly, but, 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 you know, it's like those things with high school. Did you go to Horace Mann collegiate Fieldston? I'm trying to. No, I didn't go to like. Not a fancy school. Okay. A lot of times when people first come up to me, they'll say, um, I'm a big fan of this and this, and it'll be things that are more recent. And then they'll go. And by the way, I, was I you know you were on my wall or something oh my god well I have to say that when girl when when uh female fans (laughs) nice correction yeah when when girl I was gonna say well because when I was a kid it was they were girls yeah of course yeah when women and girls when women women or girls come up to me I uh know that it's gonna be a nice interaction it always has been it's always they've always been sweet kind uh you know excited when a uh, when a boy, not a man, when a boy from the ages of like 14 to 20 comes up to me, since I was that age till now, I get it just an anxious feeling because it's always a, it's always a fucking horrible interaction. No. It's, always, it's always, you know, Hey, like they're always with their friends and they're trying to be cooler than me or mm-hmm. something. And I, you know, Hey, I don't know who you are, but like my little sister is like a big fan. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who you are either. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Or, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we got a picture? I'm like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you this character you're breaking into? Very into it. This like yeah, okay. asshole bro, whoever he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a frat frat guys too. Like mm. that was like, did you you know whatever famous actress that I've worked with? Did you did you hook up with her or something? I'm like, that's you're not okay to ask. Yeah. It's you know? also cool. Like, Do people think they're gonna tell you? Like when people right. come up, they want right. gossip from me. I'm like, I haven't even written my book yet, which will be a hit. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell you. You're coming up to me in like the middle of a bagel place. Like I'm not telling you go- gossip about some shit. It's crazy. Well, you're probably like me too in the way that I think people think that I am more open than I actually am. You know, where mm. I like, like how you were saying earlier, you're like, I'm not going to tell details. No. Like I feel very, I'm very open in a certain way. But then when it comes to it, there's a huge part of myself that, that I, that I keep hidden. Yeah. I mean, in a longer form conversation like this, I feel like, you know, you're getting some good detail, like the fedora thing. I don't know if I've ever said that in, in any kind of public it's way. It's so, so sweet that- though. I mean, it, it's horrible because I'm also, again, picturing you as like a baby Lin-Manuel Miranda. There's like moments I'm having <laughs> personally that are just slowly killing me, but, but I also feel alive, you know, <laughs> like I could see you and I know this, you have done spoken word poetry as a kid in New York. Did you ever go to Smalls with a little notebook I know you did. Oh my God. He's laughing because totally... I read you to filth and it's true. You, you, you literally are looking at me with like x-ray glasses right now. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I, I could see like you you have an artist's way about you. You come from art, artistic parents. So you were no, figuring I out. In, I was sitting in Washington Square Park with like a book of poetry and a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute though i mean if i saw a little kid yeah, i always feel like i have no kids but i'm always like if i don't have a kid who is just like the dorkiest piece of shit like is that even my kid my kid has to and be i had a long board i had a long board and oh. i would 
longboard to school. But really what that meant was I take I longboard to the subway, get on the oh subway and head off the subway and longboard like the block or two. And I'd show up at school with my longboard. It's the worst thing. Like, but like a big, chunky, embarrassing <laughs> longboard, you know? <laughs> I like, like you took the train like I alone. In my locker, and they'd be, you know, and, and so I'm like leaning it up against the locker. It was horrible. And I had a rolly backpack. No. Yeah, yeah. because because oh. honestly, I was so because of my morphine syndrome. No, because of my <laughs> my I was so skinny, and the fucking backpack. I would just like it was like hurting my back, and my parents were like, "We'll get you," a, and it said the Beatles on it. So oh had, my had, god! What year was this? This was in the 2000s, probably 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this actually it was the early sixties. Anyway, yeah. I'm just picturing you with your little wheelie backpack. So I sweet know. with your little hat I know. looking what up. Sweet, what a sweetheart. I look oh. back at that kid and I'm like, oh, oh, little angel. You know who you remind me of? You're going to, you're never going to talk to me again. I'm going to say something that's going to ruin. Watch. She's like your um, best friend, a little baby Josh Gad. Now I went to high school with Josh Gad, so I can actually say that. I love Josh Gad. Are you talking about because Josh Gad had the hat? He loves the hat. a hat. Yeah, he loves a hat. He really yeah, loves yeah. a hat. He can afford yeah. the finest ones uh, a Milner can form. Think about it with all that frozen money. Right. Do you think that, do you think that, what percentage do you think is going into the hat? Oh, I, I have to imagine that his accountant has a whole hat receipt envelope that's right. just filled to the brim with. He's an incredible actor. He was so good. Oh. He played um, Wyzak in that other Steve Jobs movie. He was so good. No, he actually, he also- um, he's great. He's actually, honestly, the truth is, I know him because he used to kick my ass in speech and debate. If you want to really know something personal about me, he would win every competition and I would say he deserves it and I'd get second. But he was playing, I mean, he was playing himself. He was playing Marty from the movie Marty, who was like this like, you know, heavy set, you know, Marty. And then I would get on stage. I was 15 years old, taller than every parent. And I wore like this suit and I was playing Maria Callas when I was 15 years old. I just want to picture it. Close your eyes and picture it with the accent. And it's amazing. I just never want anything. But we can we can take all this out. But listen, Natty, let's talk about your show. <laughs> well, I don't want Josh to hear this. You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in many years. Um, he got he has too many hats. Also, there is that thing where Josh listens to every podcast I do. <laughs> <laughs> Such an uh, idiot. Wait, back to your wheeled backpack though. Aw, what a little angel you must have been when you were seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. Now you're in Joe versus Carol, not Wolf. Yeah, yeah. and a wheelie backpack. Look he's where I am he's now. wheeling. He's going to be wheeling those People's Choice Awards back to his uh, L.A. apartment in the <laughs> little fields sometime soon, because this is bound to be a hit. Uh, just when you think I'm not professional, I wheel it back in. Thank you. Nice. It's streaming on Peacock, March third. It's you. Yeah. It's uh, the hilarious Kate McKinnon. Unbelievable. John Cameron Mitchell, who I fucking love. Yeah. And I like this for you that you're playing like a hot gay lover. Like, honestly, talk to me about that. Walk me through that in detail. Well, you know, he was the only one. So I, I watched it in the beginning. Uh, I watched the show when COVID first hit. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with it like everybody else. And horrified. Yeah. And uh, and I reached out to my agents and I said, I would love to play Travis. And then I a year later, they, they you know, were doing it. And I was like, oh, I got to get an audition for Travis. And they said, they actually are really interested in you for this other role. And I was like, I don't want to play this other role. Can you really say what it was play. or no? 
the other role? Uh, it was for the other husband. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not right for it all. And, and, and uh, Sam Keeley is unbelievable. In it. And he's okay. such a great actor. But, um, but I said, no, I really want to uh, audition for Travis. So, he's not. so I kind of forced myself into the room. And then in the audition, I kind of came in as Travis. Because you know how that thing happens where they're like, first of all, it's hard to, it, it is hard to, in an, an audition on Zoom, because now it's all Zoom. And it's hard to feel comfortable, like going from just talking into the thing. But kind of came in as my idea of Travis, like watching all the videos and, and, uh, and, but I still was kind of shocked when I got it and super excited, but the, I got to randomly speak to somebody who knew him Mm. and knew everybody there. And, and, and she said that, uh, he was the only universally liked person at the zoo because everybody was, he was so charming and so lovable and, and so, and so innocent and, uh, and, and he really badly traumatized as a kid. Um, and you know had really horribly abused and and he was kind of like one of the animals that that joe brought in you know he was like a like a uh you know because like all those animals are they're victims pretty much and 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 so was he and and uh i i when he and then he passed away and it was one of the most horrifying i thought it was the most tragic part of the documentary series because you watch how this wild comedic story ends up taking its toll and and uh and and he's like the most obvious uh example of you know how far that they went down the rabbit hole i mean when that scene happens sorry to interrupt you but watching tiger king i don't and i watched it early so i wasn't spoiled at all like i i like to beat people to things so that i'm not ruined you know and that moment which uh, for those who haven't seen it, I'm, I hope it's okay if I say what happened, where he basically takes his own life, but just off camera via this surveillance video. And it's like, I, I just wasn't expecting it at all. And I actually was really shocked that they aired that. I think I remember being blown away yeah. that they like, they must have gotten permission to obviously show that. It just felt very intimate almost. Yeah, and I ha- I did that scene. We did that scene. No, and, really. <laughs> and maybe this is a, little, this is a little heavy, but I really felt... I really, I, I I was very nervous about that because, because, you know, he's this guy's passed away and, and you want to honor his spirit and stuff. And I weirdly really felt like I felt him there on the really? set that day. And I was the only one people kept talking about no. feeling this weird, eerie feeling, not just in the room where we were shooting, but kind of all through the set. There was this sort of feeling of, um, and, and, but, and, but then I was like, I think this is a, that's a, and, and odd things kept, I, I don't, odd things kept happening on set that day. I think, um, but I think it was a, it was a sign that, that, you know, he, we were, we were being kind of looked after because, because, uh, you know, it's. I believe it's, in that, by the way, I a hundred percent believe yeah. in just not even, I hate the word energy. Energy has been co-opted by like annoying people on Instagram and yeah, it's yeah, totally. really a shame, but I don't know. I feel, have you ever seen Vibration. a ghost? Vibration is, is a good word. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost in real life? Nat Wolf? I have it. I'm sure that we had a ghost at our old, the place that my brother and I lived in studio city. There's just no chance that, that we didn't have a ghost. We kind of just made friends with it, but then I would pull pranks on, my brother by, I put like a speaker underneath the bed <laughs> and I would do like really intense ghost noises. Like, <gasps> oh, that's <gasps> scary. And my brother came out and he's like, 
okay, it's real. No, it's actually, actually real. There's somebody like, we really got him. And he's like, let's get, we got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like in his box. But in general, the ghost that we had at the house, I think was a really, was a really cool. You think so? Because you said Studio City and I immediately thought it's uh, like some 27 year old (laughs) out of work actor who's just like hung himself like in Shawshank, you know? Think about who kills himself in Studio City. I know a wild story about, uh, uh, you know, because kids, I think kids are so sensitive that they're the ones that usually, and also their imaginations are so big. So maybe they're, you know, more inclined. But, um, but, you know, I believe it. Wait, what's the story, you know? Okay. So this, <laughs> this guy I know went on, went on a, a movie set with his dad as an, as an actor and went on a movie set with him. And the kid said, dad, daddy, I don't want to go anywhere near that tree. And he was like, I don't want to, in this one tree that was saying, I don't want to go to, he's like, the tree's on fire. The people are on fire on the tree. The people are on fire on the tree. And dad is like, what the hell is going on? And this story has been corroborated by a couple of different people. And then the guy who was showing them around the grounds, the set said, how do you know, how does he know that? And the dad's like, how does he know what? And he's like, this used to be a mental institution that used to burn people. What? Isn't that insane? Are you kidding? Kids no, are serious. kids are kids scare the shit out of me. Like, what about the kids who like wake up? You know, you always read like these Reddit threads where like, um, I, you know, hi, I live in Oklahoma, and um, you know, my little five year old was asleep and then woke up. It was like, Daddy, mommy's not coming back anymore. Like, you know, they just break out in some accent and shit. And it's like, yeah. kids are fucking yeah. horrible, though. I mean, I love them to death, but they're just. <laughs> I love the job about how the kids will say whatever the thing is that you're insecure about. They'll find it oh. and they'll point it. You know? Do you know how many times I've been called big by children in like supermarkets? Like I'm just buying olives. Like I'm not even doing anything to bring attention to myself. You know what I mean? And children would be like, she's big, especially in New York. Those little asshole kids. Were you a little asshole? I don't see you being a dick like that. No, no, no. No, I was a little asshole. I became a little, I became a little asshole recently, but I wasn't as a kid. Do you think that's true? Or are you being serious? No, I don't think I'm being serious, but I do think at about 17, I got a little bit, um, you know, I was just like hmm. a little bit more, you know, it was from about 17 to 19. Um, I was a little bit angry. You know, I was just a little bit more angry and, yeah. you know. Did you go to college more, or were you just acting? I went, one, I went to one day of college. Really? I went to one day of Sarah Lawrence. <gasps> um, and, uh, and then I got a movie and I, and they, they pitched me saying, oh, you know, if you, if you want to work, um, you know, we made it work with Emma Roberts and so we'll make it work with you. And yeah. I was like, Oh, great. And I got there, I did my one day and then I got this movie and I said, Hey, by the way, guys, I got to go away. I'm going to do this movie and then come back. And they said, no, you, you really? need to be here. And I, and I said, all right, then, you know, see you guys. And, uh, then I worked with Emma Roberts and she was like, they did not make it work for me. She was like, I don't know what they're talking about. She like, it was a disaster. <laughs> they didn't, they told me they were going to let me work. They basically did the same thing to her, but that's hilarious. Um, I've Sarah tried Lawrence to- is a curious choice. You know, I we would have been um, seven sisters together had you have graduated. Where did you go? Because I went to Barnard. It's like one of the seven sister oh, schools. Yeah. Okay. A nightmare. Why, why is it a curious choice? Just because it's... Sarah Lawrence, uh, it's like very, well, it's super hippie, hippie, dippy and like yeah, drug right. fueled, um, not a hat yeah. in sight. You know, so just I was surprised it's the place you wanted <laughs> to go. By the way, by college time, I had long given up the fedoras. And also, just so, <laughs> so you defensive. know, the fedora, the fedora stage is something that I look back at um, with horror. No, I know. I'm sorry. That's why, I'm, that's why I keep bringing it up. Like, like, like a dream that you wake up from and you're like, huh! you know, <laughs> kind of thing. 
Nat Wolf, uh, I have to say, I feel like this has been like fun. I know for you, it's so early and it's like afternoon time for me, but I do feel like this was a fun chat. We got to know each other about our pasts. I love it. I, 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 um, I love talking to you because it doesn't even feel like an interview. It just feels like I get to talk to my friend. Oh, that's nice. Well, I hope we are friends and uh, I never hear from you again. I'm like, Nat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drive off, Nat. Um, no, you got to take that out. Shit. No, it's okay. No, people know that story. I told Nat the date okay. story. It doesn't matter. I, I told it on the podcast a few weeks ago. Okay, okay. I'll like humiliate myself happily. I just need to like wait a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, a Sagittarius. That's curious. Anyway, <laughs> just came up in your packet. Yeah, Sagittarius, which, you know, um, my acting teacher says, more is never enough. But also I think Sagittarius is big adventurer. You know, one thing that is really kind of um, hilariously irritating about living in L.A. is that it comes up immediately everywhere you go. That's I've it. never and so, to the point that it's gotten in my head. So now I'm asking. people. I mean, I don't even know anything about astrology. And now I'm asking people. You I know, love because it. It's, it's like the weather, like it's a go to conversation point. We've, you know? Well, it's I've read an article saying that it actually is a cult, like it's bringing people into this cult like belief yeah. of like, oh, I know all about you know, you, yeah. but I will say that, um, there is some truth to it. I will yeah, say no, that there is, there is, I have the, I'm the worst sign. Scorpios. Oof. All of them were Scorpios. Yeah. Water sign yeah. cancer, the worst fucking name sign and the worst animal. It's a crab. It's a 69 and we're called cancer. Like, how do I and, win? And how do you, and you're, and it's called cancer. It's fucking cancer. Right? I always say to everyone right. I know. Wait, is my mom, okay? my mom is June 15th. Okay? Uh, Gemini. Yeah, and what's your brother? Scorpio. Oh, shit. Scorpio. Those Scorpios, well, they're fucking crazy, but they're nice. I feel like they're quite loyal, which I like. Right, right. Very loyal. Which is nice. nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nat Wolf, you're just beyond the most charming person I've ever met in my life, briefly, when you were a child. <laughs> you say that to, oh, at that time, when I had the hat on. You Do you say that to all your guests? I think that I can actually confirm. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to pay you a compliment, but I don't want to, like, sound annoying. Oh, I, was I, in, I was in the best mood after our interview this week. Like, I actually felt... So like, I was just like, oh my God, he's so funny. So cute. Like I really was like feeling good. And when you wanted to do the podcast, Aww. I was like, oh, that's, it just made me feel happy. So, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. And, 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 and I'd love, let's keep doing this. I'd love to come back and on the podcast, I'd love to do. And you're going to be back every week. You're once your movie schedule lightens up, you're going to re-enroll at Sarah Lawrence. And right. And I'm guessing next time you'll have me up at like 3am. It'll just be one of those like middle of the night crack of dawn. <laughs> There's got to be a pod. There's some podcast, right? Where they, oh no, there's like, there's, there's high and mighty. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Like I love that. those boys. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know those boys? You would love them. John Gabris, Adam Pally. Wow. Oh, no, I don't. The funniest hands down. Okay. Nat Wolf, Joe versus Carol. Um, Natty, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to be like, oh, my friend. I'm, so I'm going to be like, my watch. friends in the show, people are like, Michelle, you interviewed him in a professional setting. I'll say, well, I don't know about that. Um, I will say it's in, you know, yeah. it is, I think it's the most proud I've been in a Aww. long time because it's the real guy. And, 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 and he was re like one of those, one of those characters where even though it turned really heartbreaking, mm -hmm. um, I really love, I loved him a lot. Aww. I loved playing. I loved learning about him. And, uh, and, and I think that the show, the, the Tiger King show, the documentary series, nothing against it, but it made fun of them a little bit. And, mm -hmm. and I think what this show does is it really gets underneath the skin and 
shows them when the cameras weren't rolling, when, when they were really being, um, they were really being their, 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 their genuine selves. Well, here's how I feel about it. And I'm not even just saying this genuinely, like everyone's going to watch it. I, it's just, there's been so much hype around it and anticipation about it genuinely that I don't even think it's a question of whether or not it's going to be successful. So, and, and I, as a Jewish person, I'm going to spit three times, poi, 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 because I'm just like a crazy witch. My, but, my um, number is five times. Every, all my OCD is fives. Is that five. really true? That's true. Oh, well, I'm not, spinning five times is asking too much. You just do three. Did your parents ever do that? Spit three times or no? I didn't do the spit three times. Mm-hmm. Is that a Jewish thing? It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe versus Carol, March 3rd, Peacock. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I, and I have your email, so I'm going to check up if you actually did watch it. And I think everybody on this podcast should check up with Michelle because All right. maybe she's one of the people that just says, you're my favorite guest and I can't wait to watch it. And then Oh my God, it sounds so off. feminine when you do my voice. That is so nice. Thank that's you. Actually, that's actually yeah. I have one voice that's a female voice. Uh, um, no, of course I'm going to watch it. I really am. I am going okay. to, and I'll talk about it. And in exchange, what if I was like, and you have to watch my 1996 debut as Adelaide in the Aventura, Florida production of Guys and Dolls. Yeah, um, like, a, like, like your parents filmed like a shape. My parents have never owned a camcorder, and I'm so grateful. There is no video footage of me as a child. I, I'm sorry that the same is not true for you. Amelia's going to have me killed <laughs> if I don't wrap this up. Uh, Joe versus Carol. But Natty, seriously, come back anytime. I'm going to give, I feel like it's this is not your real Instagram, but at Nat and Alex. Sure. It is. Is it? it is, yeah. And um, you know what? I used to have this thing where I'd be like, I don't even know how to get on because the password I didn't. And I figured it out recently. So oh my now God. I actually and, 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 you know, I don't have the app on my phone because it caused me too much anxiety. Yeah, but fair enough. I, I just go on and, you know, post stuff. and Yeah, so that is the real one. All right, Nat yeah. and Alex, go follow. And also congrats to your brother. Have your brother come on the show. I want to talk no, about Hereditary not. and how um, how you Most make... terrifying movie I fucking of all time. Can't, I don't even know how you're in that movie. Now I know because he had the ghost speaker under his bed. You were prepping yeah, him for had, years. He had prep. He had prep. Studio <laughs> City, that, that poor dead actor. All right, Nat Wolf. <laughs> Why did I... <laughs> Listen, the longer this goes, the more canceled I become. Like 20 minutes from now, I'm going to end up like, I'm not even going to joke about it. It's a lot. And by by association, there's no chance I'm making it. No, that's a fact. Um, I adore you. Thank you for doing the show. Yes, I adore you. Thank you. And of course, and guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Watch the show. You know, the usual. Follow him if you want. I never end these right. Um, This is why I'm not successful. It's super awkward. It's so fucking awkward. Because now it's like, okay, there's nothing worse than closing the Zoom. Why don't we just go like, all right, bye. See ya. All right, bye, Zoom. Bye, Honestly, I, my feelings would be hurt. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. 
For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.